to the Huntley Baptist Church podcast. We hope that this message can be an encouragement to you today. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com. And we've just witnessed a a wonderful step of faith where parents have dedicated their children to the Lord this morning. And uh, we as their church pledge to support them in their faith journey. And I thought, how do I, how do I tie dedication into our theme of surrender today? But really, you know, surrender is part of our dedication to the Lord, isn't it? If we're dedicated to something that's much bigger than ourselves, it will involve surrendering, you know, Surrendering what we what we want at times. We'll have to lay that down. If we're if we're dedicated to seeing something big happen beyond us, it will require us to surrender our rights, our what we want, and flow in with that, eh? So we're gonna begin with Luke twenty two, uh, verse uh, thirty nine to forty six. So we're gonna read that first up to today. And uh, we, we, we've really just tracked on a little bit further from where, where Aaron left off at the upper room with the Last Supper. And uh, as you know, Jesus uh, exposes uh, Judas and then he takes the disciples, the remaining ones, out into the garden. And we're picking the story up at verse 39. So Luke 22, verse 39. And he came out and proceeded as was his custom. He came here a lot, to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples also followed him. When he arrived at that place, he said to them, Pray that you may not enter into temptation. And he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, and he knelt down and began to pray, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, comma, Yet not my will, but yours be done. Now an angel from heaven appeared to him, strengthening him. And being in agony, he was praying very fervently. And his sweat became like drops of blood falling down upon the ground. When he, when he rose from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping from sorrow. And said to them, why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not enter into temptation. In Luke twenty-two forty-two, Jesus prayed, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. You know, as Jesus knelt in the, in the grove of olives this amazing night, that had previously been like a sanctuary and a place of personal reflection and restoration for him his human soul was filled with agony was there another way to save creation apart from the cross big question in his mind could this be like a massive test of surrender that would end with father god sending a legion of angels to just mow down the cruel Romans, and wipe the hypocrisy off the Pharisees' faces? Would it turn out to be a kind of 
redemption for God's son, just as it had been for Abraham all those years ago on the same mountain with hand raised, knife in hand, about to strike his son and slay his long-awaited son and heir. When God said, stop! In Genesis 22, verse 2, God asked Abraham to do the unthinkable, to sacrifice his son. But it turned out to be a massive test of his faith regarding Jesus, would God say, enough, no one lay a hand on my boy? Would God come through at the absolute last moment simply because Jesus was fully prepared to face death for the seemingly outrageous plan of salvation? And just as Abraham was willing to end Isaac's life but was held back, at the last split second, would God rescue a surrendered Jesus from this corrupt elimination plan? In this vulnerable moment, we get a glimpse of the fully human side of Jesus. Father, if you're willing, remove this cup from me. Lately, we've been unpacking uh, some of the recorded prayers of Jesus in the series called The Prayers of Jesus. We're really creative here. <laughs> and we've discovered some real gems. Prayers don't need to be long to be powerful. Some of Jesus' prayers are easy to miss as they come so naturally into his conversations. All of Jesus' prayers we're prayed in faith and we're God-centered, giving glory back to his Father. And this week we'll hopefully discover how real and deeply emotional prayer can be wherever there's a surrendered heart. On the 20th of April, 1998, a 16-year-old high school student wrote a kind of prayer slash lament in her journal after breaking up with her boyfriend. She wrote, I have no more personal friends at school, but you know what? It's all worth it to me. If I have to sacrifice everything, I will. This was in response to the rejection that came from sharing her faith in Christ at a public school. Through loving words and deeds, she just continued to show others Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. You know, truth has a ring about it, doesn't it? It rings true in every generation. It rings true in every culture, in every people group and social demographic. She stayed true to her Lord exactly one year to the day after Rachel Scott's diary entry committing to sacrifice everything, two disturbed students entered the cafeteria at lunchtime and opened fire. Rachel was hit badly and while she lay crying on the floor in pain, they lifted her head and asked, do you believe in God? And without hesitating, she said yes. And her answer cost her her life. A month after her funeral, 
Her father received a phone call from a stranger who shared a dream in which he saw Rachel's face with tears watering something, but he wasn't sure what it was. A few days later, her father picked up Rachel's backpack from the police. In it was her latest diary with a bullet hole through the middle of it. The last entry showed a drawing of her eyes with 13 tears dropping onto a rose. The number of tears was the exact number of victims at the Columbine High School shooting and the rose was growing out of a Columbine plant. If Jesus' prayer had stopped at, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, all of creation would have slid into eternal chaos, devoid of all hope and salvation. But it didn't stop there. As we know, praise God, Jesus followed up immediately with, not my will, but yours be done. Hallelujah. It wasn't just a surrender test. This was the real thing. God went through with it. After the false trial, the flogging, the beating about the head, the crown of thorns, and the rough nails holding him to a cross, the cruelest death possible, Jesus' earthly life was over. We're sometimes so focused on the physical pain that perhaps like me, you've, uh, you haven't pondered long about the emotional toll on Jesus. He was separated from his father for the first time ever on the cross while carrying the weight of the world's sin. This is unimaginable for us to grasp, even for a moment. Next, his closest friends on earth, as we've heard about already, let him down in his darkest hour. He asked them to pray that they would not enter into temptation after a time of intensive prayer, where even his sweat turned into drops of blood. He found them asleep. They were given the role of being Jesus' prayer partners for the most important event in all of history. They slept through the most important hour of Jesus' life. They had a sleepover. They had one job. But hey, would we have been any different? My message today is that surrender is our starting place, not an end in itself. Just as dedication needs to be a lifestyle, surrender is not a one-off. Surrender is an attitude that leads to an exciting new phase of living without the weight of the world on our shoulders. When we release living for ourselves and surrender to God, He just lifts the weight. We don't carry that weight of the world anymore. He does. He won our freedom for all eternity. Not just victory over earthly enemies of the day. But it all hinged on that one prayer. 
that prayer of surrender, prayed through tears and sweat that formed blood. Father, if you're willing, remove this cup from me. Yet not my will be done, but yours be done. The ultimate act of love Jesus submitted to in the garden backed up every word that he'd ever said. And one of those quotes was that unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. See, Jesus knew all this in advance. He knew the plan. John 12, 24. What about us? What is God asking us to surrender today? Is it time, money, friendships, family? You know, what would it take to really... Lay all that down for Jesus, for the sake of his kingdom. Nine years ago, this coming Wednesday, <laughs> we began our role here at HBC, 5th of July, 2014. And I've got to say it's been the toughest and the most joyful nine years of our lives. There's certainly been a cost and I don't want to go on about the, 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 down, the down bars, but there's the working weekends, there's, there's the, the misunderstandings, being misquoted and criticised. But hey, we've had this deep sense of calling that has overcome the temptation to quit in those moments. And the joy of seeing salvation and new life come out of brokenness, of faith-filled gatherings... And the wonder of God's grace poured out has more than made up any cost. His grace is sufficient and more than equal to any task he asks us to do in this life. You know, recently the Lord just gave me four words. It was about a month, maybe six weeks ago. I was praying into a situation and these four words came, The Lord will provide. The Lord will provide. Wow. Takes the weight off, eh? It's not easy to accept this in tough times. <laughs> but when we unpack the origin of this term, Jehovah Jireh in Hebrew, my provider, anything is possible. You see, Abraham took Isaac to a mountain. Isaac was a pretty smart kid. He said to Abraham, Dad, we've got the wood and the fire. Where's the lamb? Abraham turned to his son and said, The Lord will provide. What a wise answer. <laughs> now get on the get on the altar boy. <laughs> Once the Lord prevented Abraham from killing his much loved son, despite being willing to, he turned around and saw a ram caught in a thicket. Bible says, by his horns, God provided a suitable sacrifice. And we won't go into the gory details, but let's just say there was no need to drop into McDonald's on the way home. What's your need today? God will provide. God will provide. 
God will provide. Maybe it's salvation. He's already provided that. And if we never get anything more from God than Jesus' death on the cross on our behalf, we are truly blessed people. We should gratefully surrender to him in all, you know, in all ways and for all our days for this one taonga or free gift. He is able to provide more than we could ever imagine once we enter in by the door called surrender. I just want to finish by saying Jesus promised in, Luke, in John 10.10, 10, I came that you might have life and life abundantly. It's not just like, oh, better surrender. He came that we might have life and have it abundantly. And I missed out one reading, which I do think we want to hear. Psalm 30, verse 5. I felt was very helpful. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last for the night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. I think that's a word for someone here today. I just believe if you've been struggling along and saying, is it worth it? This is so hard. Life's hard. Christian life's hard. Everything's hard. Just remember, his favor is for a lifetime. We're here for a long time, not a, not a, not a good time, are we? <laughs> Weeping may last for the night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. Praise God. Lord, we pray for a surrendered heart today that we might offer to you praise that's worthy of your name, that we might offer to you praise from, from lips that don't speak evil, that we would offer to you praise from a heart that is soft and open to change. Lord, we praise you for your goodness, your, your invisible power working behind the scenes all our life. Thank you, Lord, that you are, are the greatest king of all the earth and the universe. Thank you that you left all your treasures in heaven to come, to surrender yourself and to be hung on a cross by the very people you created on the hill you formed before the foundation of the earth. We praise you for your ways, your goodness and your grace that is enough. Your grace is enough. The Lord will provide. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Huntley Baptist Church Podcast. We hope that it has been an encouragement to you. Please feel free to contact us at huntleybaptist@extra.co.nz or visit us at huntleybaptist.com.